DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And I do no episode, not one, without my dog, my partner, my man. Girl, scream like I'm Keith. What to do, Bridget? This is just brunch on Sunday, baby, and that's all it is. <laughs> Chilling. How you feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling great, man. Can't complain. Brunch on Sunday. That's it's, it's, that's some get, that's some grown man rap right there, right? <laughs> Yeah, man, Nas, Nas always been grown and shit. He never, he never sang a lot of ignorant shit. When he did, and he tried, it was kind of a little weak. Mm-hmm. But that brunch on Sunday, boy, that's some old ass man shit. <laughs> chairs and Bellinis and shit. And look me in my eyes with them chairs and shit, so we don't get get bad luck. That's some truly grown shit. There's um, it's getting older. It's funny though, like for for us, right? Because we came up in that era where we're. Uh, we were born in the 80s, but, you know, in the same way that Jay-Z calls himself an 80s baby, we were kind of like 90s babies, right? We weren't act- yeah. literally babies, but we were running around in the 90s. And, um, you know, so we had that, like, you know, pre-internet life or very prehistoric internet life, I should say, compared to what it is now. So, like, little little things, you know what I mean? Like, like uh, earlier today, I got a, a check. For, I bought a car over the summer, and the uh, dealership sent me a check. Um, so I was going to go. I got to cash it. And um, I don't know why they sent me the check. And I'm not asking why either. But um, I got to go cash it. And I was like, yeah, I got to run to the bank today before they close. And I was like, wait a minute. Mobile deposit. You know what I mean? Like, why am I doing some old man, some shit I heard my parents say? Like, I got to get to the bank. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then um, it, it's funny because then on the other side of it, my daughter's in second grade now. And she hit me with the um, one of her friends, you know, a female friend, gave her her phone number. And she's like, oh, mm-hmm. da-da-da, gave me a phone number. Can I call her? And in my head, I'm like, well, you know, like, I'm trying to think when, when, like, cause me and Jason were like, you know, homeboys back in elementary school. I'm trying to think, when did I, like, learn Jason's phone number and was talking to him on the phone, you know what I mean? And all that. Um, what's it called? So I'm trying to think, like, what age I was. And I probably was in second grade, but now I'm thinking, we ain't got no house phone. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, on, on the on the iPhone 12 Max Pro? <laughs> you about to be I was like nah I don't think it's I was, I was like nah nah shut it down <laughs> shut it down yeah, I, 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 so or you said shut it down shut down the uh, the phone call enjoy shut it down I was like be a, just be a kid just be a kid enjoy, enjoy your childhood <laughs> wait so you said that you ain't ready to be talking to nobody on the phone I, I was like you got you got all of that ahead of yourself and in, in your preteens and your teens and beyond gotcha. i was like enjoy some spongebob right now <laughs> just rock yeah. out so you said you, you, you were talking to Jay, uh, jason and whatever friends you were talking to them by like second grade oh I, I think so yeah at least by third grade i remember i was like memorizing people's phone numbers and right, was able right. to uh to call him. Matter of fact, when I had got arrested, one of the few numbers that I can remember off the top of my head was actually Jason's phone number. And I think I called his parents' crib. <laughs> Went up from the bing. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, um. Because that's most of the numbers you you, you remember. Like, <laughs> I remember 718. <laughs> exactly. But, um. No, but I was like, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I'm at that. It's, it's different now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not giving, first of all, it's not happening on my phone. <laughs> I get met yeah. when my grandparents call and, and talk on the phone. I'll be like hovering over, like, don't drop the phone. Careful with it. <laughs> What's on your hands? Yeah. But, um, no, nah, I, was, I was like, nah, shut it down. Be a kid. Just, you got that whole, you got your, all that ahead of you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure she's growing up faster than I was growing up. You know what I mean? Um, the pandemic, I don't know how that affected them if they're, you know what I'm saying, they're so geeked to be around each other that the social interaction is distracting them from the educational interaction, you know what I mean? Um, so right. I'm like, I'm trying to keep her as school focused as possible, as much as possible, you know what I mean? Like, don't be focused on no Man, boys, t- don't be, not, none of that the, nonsense. The tiger dad. <laughs> what, what'd you say? The tiger dad, you ever heard of tiger moms? Nah, I heard a, I heard a helicopter parents. Yeah, tiger moms, I don't know, I think the... I don't even know if it's a ra- racial epithet yet, because there's some Asian lady. I think she I just wrote a book or something like that, and basically describing like that type of um, results-driven parenting that that uh, I guess Asian parents are, are, are known to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna be in the books. You're gonna get. You're gonna get it in with this violin. Mm-hmm. You're gonna take this course. Do these activities. Yeah. You're gonna do all that extracurricular yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Um, yeah, that is exactly yep. <laughs> and I guess that's what I am because I'm like, yo, that's yeah, pretty a, much that's the strategy. Like, you'll get her in some sports, get her in some activities. Um, you know, mm-hmm. keep her away from the from the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I look at my own experience. Right, I played football freshman year. I ran, you know, ran around reckless in the streets. I guess <laughs> sophomore year. Then I came back to football so my, uh, of high school. High school, yeah, sorry. And then came mm-hmm. back to. Uh, the football team, uh, junior and senior year. And it just felt more structured. You know what I mean? I was able to avoid... And not like the people on the football team was... They was troublemakers on the football team. You know what I'm saying? But they was... They just wanted to play on Saturday and Sunday. You know what I mean? Like, we wanted to play. So, you wasn't getting yourself in too much trouble during the season. But so, I don't know. Right. It, just, it kept it, it kept me structured. You know what I mean? And, and I guess, you know what I mean? I, I, I respect that. And, you know what I mean? Not saying that she has to play, obviously, uh, you know, football or, or any whatever sport that she likes, but just find some activity, I guess, to keep yourself in because it keeps you distracted from the nonsense. Like, there's so many shit you got to worry about with the bullying and the, the the cyber shit and all that. You know what I mean? Like, nah, just focus, stay focused on something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bounce this Definitely. ball over here. <laughs> <laughs> keep that energy somewhere. Word up, man. But, um... Yeah, let's let's get right into it, man. It has been a uh, uh, a crazy summer for the United States. We had the uh, wild pullout of Afghanistan. Then it just came to light that uh, after the bombing at the Kabul airport, uh, our retaliation in a drone attack killed innocent kids and and women, um, in addition to civilians, um, and definitely was a wrong target. So you know that was an, an embarrassing smear on the face. But um, on the heels of that. What we got going down this week in, uh, what is it, Texas? A whole bunch of Haitians just showed up. <laughs> like a whole bunch. And I heard numbers ranging from 9,000 to about 14,000. Um, which is in, insane. Just They're all like underneath a bridge. But um, the bigger story, I guess, or the biggest story to come out of that was um, that photograph that we seen of uh, border agents on horseback that looked like they were whipping Haitian uh, <laughs> uh, refugees. Um, now, I've heard excuses from everything from it's it, it's not an actual whip to uh, it's they use long rain. Uh, what is it? The long rain uh, reins on the horses for some odd reason to control them better. Fact of the matter, you were running horses into groups of people. <laughs> like you know yeah. what I'm saying so whatever defense you're gonna try to hit us with is is ridiculous but what were your what was your reaction when you seen that picture or those images I should say yeah man that, that's you know the I think people were defending it like oh this is just how we roll right over here but it's like like in Texas it's it's just yeah in Texas or I guess the border or whoever does that stuff yeah but it's kind of like you can't that can't be normal like I get it y'all by the border nobody you know the the liberal media is not ain't trying to go down to El Paso and shit. Mm-hmm. They're like, nah, I'm good, man. It's too hot down there. So whatever's happening there, I'm sure the local news will cover it just fine. But like when you look at it, like, yo, that shit is crazy. And they probably didn't know. Like, what? Uh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. <laughs> well, I'm just whipping. <laughs> I'm whipping these black people. What, are you, what, what else I'm supposed to do to them? When, I don't even get it. When, <laughs> you know, when do we stop whipping black up? people? <laughs> when did that shit end? Yeah. <laughs> And it's probably just so normal. It's like, no, nah, I'm not racist. I just be whipping these people. <laughs> and, you know, that, that, that's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to, it's really tough to watch. You know what I'm saying? And regardless of the circumstance, it's like, man, you got to find a more humane way of doing something like that. People holding and bags of you, food. Did you see the picture where the dude is holding like bag, like it looks like food or something like that? Some type of styrofoam packaging in a bag. And he looks like he's like getting chased down. <laughs> wait, wait, that's crazy. Wait. I didn't see that one. That's crazy. I can I can send it to you right now, man. It's, it's nutty, but like, it's um, no nah, everything about it. The whole just and then you know what's crazy? It's like where they come from. <laughs> like I know people in Texas yeah. is like where well, how what this where this coming from? Like you know what I'm saying? Like how that's what you get. <laughs> that's what you get Texas for being on some wild shit with the voting laws and the abortions and and all that shit. You just got like a a whole uh slew of Haitians just popped up on you and when from Mexico too they came through Mexico right if I'm not mistaken I guess they must have because yeah. that's the, the Texas and Mexico border right yeah but Haiti's gone through so much wild shit in the past year from the assassination of their president to uh, earthquakes and hurricanes you, you can understand why uh, some people you know what I mean just look for asylum elsewhere 
And uh, but that's crazy though. That's a mass exodus. Like you, you said, I didn't follow the story too closely, yeah. so I don't know the numbers. But you said several thousand at the least, right? Yeah, I've, I, what I read today said fourteen thousand um, five hundred Haitians camped under a bridge in Del Rio as they wait to be processed wow. by Border Patrol. Um, it's about one hundred and four degrees out there. Yeah. Um. So it's yeah, it, you got to imagine for them to go through that. It's got to be kind of crazy what they're experiencing in. Haiti, but then to be like, fuck this. No, man. <laughs> fuck this. It's it, like, sometimes we take it for granted some, how good we have it. When you hear stories like that, like the Afghanistan the Afghanistan thing, people clinging on to a, a taxiing airplane to try to get out of Afghanistan. Like some real, that's like beyond my understanding. Like I get, get really mad when I, like if I go to, another country and I got to wait in the customs line, I'd be pissed off. But like, when you think about the circumstances, like I'm traveling and I'm just, I'm pissed off about waiting in a line. So like, think about how desperate the situations are when people go through those measures, traveling through that Texas and Mexico heat to try to find a little bit of freedom or at least find something that's better than where they came from. I've learned a lot Crazy. on the internet too about like uh, just Haitian history and you know how much Haiti's done for the the United States and uh, through the revolution and and being just part of assistance and things that they've done for the wars and things like that. It's they're human beings, you know what I mean. It's, and we, our prayers are yeah. with them, you know what I mean. Those are human beings out there, whether you agree with uh, people coming to this country or not. I mean, I'd have to ask you the question, how did your people get here? You know what I mean? If it's something that you don't agree with, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, these are still human beings, and it's uh, a humane way of uh, treating people compared to what we're witnessing. Yeah. Uh, Crazy. To switch gears, though, Keith, I have a feeling you know the answer to this question, man. What is the funniest depiction of blackface you've ever seen? That's easy. Tropic Thunder. Yeah, yep, yep. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, some lady went Tropic Thunder this week in Newburgh, Oregon, but it was not funny. <laughs> um, you know how people, do, you know, we got mandates to get vaccinated when you work in a school. You got to do what you got to do. Or you could just not keep your job, right? You go work somewhere else or go do something else. Uh, well, this lady, instead of leaving and decided, you know, when she didn't want to get the vaccine, um, she decided to come to work in blackface depicting Rosa Parks. Um, wow! <laughs> saying that she is boycotting, uh, 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 I don't, I don't even know what she's boycotting. To be honest, I try to, <laughs> I try to make it up, but she just said she's gonna look like civil rights icon Rosa Parks as a form of protest. So instead of, not even instead of, you just to combat the vaccine, which you think violates your civil rights, you're gonna disrespect a whole race of people. <laughs> to get your point across, you know it's crazy. Hold on, I want to say her name. Hold on, I want to say her name. Hold on, what is yeah. it? Lauren uh, Pefferell or Pefferelia, whatever you pronounce it. <laughs> Damn, nigga, you use it. That's what you was eager to say. <laughs> so you said, uh, wait, 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 check this out. Check this. Out. I would say her name. Uh, the pepper. <laughs> Pepperidge, yeah. <laughs> sound like Floyd Mayweather, man. <laughs> I wanted to call her out because we got yo, you got to call her out, man. Somebody, somebody yeah, on the, the internet know how to pronounce it. Lauren Pepperly, Pepperly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is that I, I wish they would take a poll, but I would just make some fake poll numbers right now, right? Like we have the, the country, and if you were to poll people, I'm sure like fifty percent of people don't know that blackface is wrong. Like, half the country probably doesn't know. I'm like, oh, that, I didn't even realize that. When that happened? Oh, well, it happened like 80 years ago. Like, Right? But then of the remaining 50%, there's like 15% of that they know, but they don't give a fuck. They're like, nah, I'm going to just wear this anyway. So like, if you see them at a party and they got blackface on, you're like, yo, what are you doing? You must not have known that blackface is wrong. Like, no, no, no. I, I know it was wrong. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, woke, I woke up no, like this. I, I, word. I, I can't. Like, I'm not going to just be in, be dressed like Samuel L. Jackson from Infinity War and just have a white face with a, a eye patch. I got to have, I got to, you know what I'm saying? I know what's wrong, but fuck it. I got to pull this off. This ain't just for and Halloween, you know, niggas. Word up. <laughs> word up. <laughs> Nah, nah, I, I get what you're saying, though. Like, yeah, they don't get, yeah, this is, the cheese did not get, don't give a fuck camp, <laughs> apparently, because she knew it would get a reaction, 
but it uh, yep. got her uh, put on leave, um, superintendent leave, and I, I think it just should, I, I probably should never get her job back again. She works in an elementary school. <laughs> like this oh, shit. Oh wow. <laughs> This shit is ridiculous, but um, Superintendent Joe Morlock said, I am horrified, angry, and ashamed that this happened, and uh, nearly every other staff member feels the same. The students of color in Newburgh deserve so much more. This goes against everything I and the vast majority of NSD staff um, believe and is unfathomably offensive. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Not much else to say about that, but like the fact that she thought that'd be cool to... Do blackface? I mean, hey, feel how you feel about the vaccine. Just go get another job. <laughs> Word. Like motherfuckers, not even like drug testing anymore because they, there's such a demand for labor. Like, I I went to what is it the Moles the other day and they were like, yeah, we pay eighteen dollars an hour. I'm like, for real? <laughs> what the fuck out of here? Like, like damn. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> Kudos. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, man. But uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but uh. In other news, man, I thought this was interesting. And I say shout out to the innovation on this. Your girl, uh, Simone Biles, you know what I mean? She had a big summer, um, got bronze in the, in the Olympics, you know, uh, took time off for her own mental health um, in a, 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 during one of the events. Um, she's about to go on tour, um, something called the GOAT Tour, which stands for Gold Over America Tour. And um, we're going to hit about 35 different cities, and it's her and other fellow gymnasts. And I was like, yo, that's that's a pretty innovative way to, you know what I'm saying, market that talent, you know what I mean? Because Cirque du Soleil is doing it, you know what I mean? Um, I, I, shit, I thought, what else is doing Like, I know there's other there's some, there's other things out there that's making that money, but, like, I don't know. Like, I think, like, for, as a gymnast, I sh- shout out to, to her for doing that. Um, She's going to be out there with Laurie Hernandez, Jade Carey, Jordan Childs. Like I said, they're going to hit like 35 different cities. Um, it's going to go all the way through November 7th. And I guess, you know, she, she, I heard her mention it. They didn't have no fans in Tokyo. So for her to be able to perform in front of t- fans and show them how it works is a big deal. But um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Keith? Well, you got to got to secure the bag. <laughs> Keep that you much. I mean, I'm always happy when young people... Young people, or any people, just say, "Yo, I got this gift. Uh, I got th- this. Is my moment. Like, right this, right this instant is my moment. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna waste it." And she went out there. Is she headlining. Like, is her name? Mm-hmm. Is it like Simone Biles? It's Simone and Friends, pretty much. Tour. Yeah, it's pretty much like Simone and Friends. <laughs> Gangster man. She so she Diana Ross it. <laughs> like, like she so deserves it. Like she's. The shit she does, I saw in the news on, I don't know nothing about gymnastics, but she did some move that doesn't get you extra points, but nobody could do it. Like, they don't give you extra points for it because it's so dangerous. They don't want people doing it. Mm-hmm. She just did it for fun in competition. And, like, that shit is, like, that shit is so gangster to be that talented and, like, really be the GOAT of the shit. And I don't even know if, I, I guess that's why she calls it the GOAT tour because I don't know if people, like, give adulation to like the greatest gymnast of all time and shit like that i've never heard the debate but maybe they do i just missed it but she has to be the greatest not that i know much but like geez i ain't never heard of no type of talent like her yeah yeah that's why i was like i heard about that and i was like yo that's that's capitalizing on the moment you know what i mean there's a lot of people out there who dominique dawes probably could have got a pop you know what i mean but we just we weren't just thinking like that or maybe she still maybe she did do things like that but through the olympic committee you know what i mean um and shout out to Simone for doing her own thing separate from that. Um, but she kind of got beef with the Olympic Committee right now because this comes on the heels of her actually calling out not only the Olympic, um, USA Gymnastics and uh, United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee, but the FBI as well for their lack of action um, when her and other gymnasts were being sexually abused by Larry uh, Nasser. Um the FBI director actually apologized uh, to her and the other uh, gymnasts, but it comes late because they felt like they weren't treated fe- fairly. Um, they felt like this was covered up by many different organizations, including the FBI. Um, and even when the FBI decided to have an investigation about it, the treatment, the, the way that they were treated, the way that they were questioned, the way that they, the responses they got to their responses, just it, it, it felt like, victim blaming i guess for lack of a better term right or or or, yeah. or a lack of a lack of sympathy a lack of empathy for what happened to them um and i don't really get why larry nasa was so protected like i don't get that shit at all 
<laughs> I don't like. I don't. Uh, but not only because it was, I believe Michigan State was protecting him as well, right? And it was like this for various organizations. I'm like, how, this nigga was that good of a doctor? Like, what the fuck, bro? That's crazy. Yeah, like so many. Like, but it's like the R. Kelly thing. It's like how many people were just complicit to this? You know what I mean? Like, just didn't. You know what I mean? Like, uh, probably could be brought in on conspiracy charges if somebody if it was like a federal case because they just allowed this shit to happen or they were they knew about it but didn't say nothing. You know what I mean? What's the what's right. the other the uh, Epstein Jeffrey Epstein, him too? Like mm-hmm. how many people knew what he was doing but just turned a blind eye, and uh, it, it's that. But that's nuts, bro. Like literally, like athletes that that were going out representing this country. You know what I mean? Were were famous in in our eyes every summer. You know what I mean? They were being abused by this and by this monster, bro. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, man. But shout out to Simone for not only, you know what I'm saying, having the courage to stand up and do that, but um, to start her own tour and, and, and go nationwide with it. I hope they, you know, make a ton of money and, and she could keep that going. That's like, you know what I mean? She might not be able to compete in the next Olympic. You know what I'm saying? She said that, matter of fact, that the, you know, the Olympics got pushed back a year. She said the fact that she right. had to go another year of training in that same facility was like a nightmare for her because she just wants to get out of here. So she might not even, this might be her last Olympics, you know what I mean? But she could do this touring thing for you know i mean at least another decade yeah um but yo in other news man i'm not sure if you caught it bro but uh jaru versus uh fat joe happened this week um and it was it was it was it was a wild one it was a it was a good one uh i wasn't i wasn't excited for it you know what i mean it wasn't something like i was like oh shit but i but i do respect the 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 catalogs of both artists but um Bigger than that, I think, was that there was the controversy that came out of it was that how Fat Joe uh, referred to uh, R&B superstar or R&B artist, I should say, uh, Lil Mo and rapper Vita as dusty bitches <laughs> and said Ja Rule had to go to the crack house to find them. Um, <laughs> and that caused a whole big controversy because... You know, Fat Joe did apologize for it, and uh, Little Mo did say she, she didn't really accept his apology at first, and that she was offended by it, you know, one, because she had her own addiction problems. Um, you know, Vita's a skinny girl, so there's, you know, always rumors, like, you know what I mean? She's, what is she into? Um, the fact that, like, he called them bitches, though, I think brought a lot of controversy, which I feel is hypocritical. Like, we use the term hip-hop. We, we mm-hmm. accept it in hip-hop. So for him to endure in a rap battle... For people to like get backlash that during the rap battle to refer to women as that, um, I feel is hypocrite. I feel like we're living in two different. You know what I'm saying? Because the song he probably performed after that probably used the term "bitches," and no one had a, a problem right. with that. Um, now, Little Mo is obviously 100. percent She can get offended if she felt like he called her that and stuff like that. And it, it don't even really feel like the the bitches part was the the part that was most scathing. I think she was offended by that as well, but definitely the 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 had to go to the crack house to find them and calling them, you know what I mean, shit like that. Dusty, I think it it it, it struck a nerve within her. Um I guess how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it's hypocritical for people to get mad at Fat Joe for that? Um he had to issue like three apologies. I think they're good now. I think they squashed their beef or whatever it was, uh, their tiff, but he definitely over apologized for it. And I mean, maybe rightfully so, right? Maybe did maybe he 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 went to that point where he needed three apologies because it was that disrespectful. <clears throat> I think from uh, just like a PR type political standpoint, I don't know if Fat Joe's famous enough, famous enough to need to apologize. I don't know. I, I might be wrong. I feel as if like if he didn't say nothing, or at least just gave the one and kept it moving, like like apologize to the people. Cause you know some the those individuals, I mean Vita and Lil Mo, like that would have been cool because you owe them that respect. But beyond that, I don't think he needed to to everybody else. I, I don't know if to call it hypocritical because it's kind you know it's kind of fucked up when you talk to individuals in that way. I feel as if he maybe if he left out the bitches thing and talked about the crack house stuff, mm-hmm. he'd have probably gotten less trouble. Just because bitches is like a. So it's kind of triggering, you know, if you call somebody that you kind of making them less of a less of a person. Like if they weren't famous. I also heard he got, he caught he. Oh, go ahead, my fault. He caught some flack for uh, saying the n word a bunch. Did he really? 
That's 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 what I, I saw it somewhere. Uh, I saw it headlines. You know, I don't read articles and shit. I just saw the headline when I was scrolling that you know he said that because you know it's in all in his songs and stuff yeah. like that. That's a New York thing though, right? Like in New York, we never got offended, which is another hypocritical thing. I'm going to say also, we we get offended by certain people using the N word. Not not in New York. We let you know. I think when you're Hispanic, you kind of get a pass. But I guess as black people as a whole, we get offended by people using the N word. But we use it in every day. It's the same thing here, right? If Vita and Little Mo weren't quote unquote famous, would you really be upset about him calling them the bitches, or would it just be another female that he referred to as a bitch? You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so it's just like. It's this hippest that we got to get over that. Like I feel as a people, man, and maybe just hip hop culture. I'll call out. Like I feel like Oprah somewhere. Like like I told y'all, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I told y'all. Like you know what I mean. Like you can't. How you gonna get mad at it in one term, but then let it slide in the next term? Like it's just it's, it's crazy. You can't get like in, like I said in New York, we kind of let Hispanics rock with the n-word because we we view them all as the same I, th- I, I get the vibe in prison a lot of people use the n-word that aren't you know you don't got to be black to use the n-word <laughs> you know what i'm saying like it um but it's just like is but then we get mad at in another sense when people do it it's like nah like we got to either like eliminate it or or i don't know because <laughs> it sounds silly it sounds like yo how you let him use it but you ain't but you ain't gonna let him use it they both human beings you know what i mean they both da 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 and there's a history but you knew the intent that he meant to it he ain't mean it with the history you know what i mean he meant it uh, as camaraderie he meant it as as you're his man and that you know what i mean so it's just like i don't know it, it, it's but but to what fat joe did you can't talk to women like that right that's i think is 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 just a human thing. You can't, you, we, as you shouldn't talk to women like that in general. Um, so for him to refer to them as that, and then in the next breath, if he would have gave him a hug or when he seen them or, or, or said something like, you know what I mean? That would have been like hypocritical. So it's just like, you, you gotta, I, I appreciate him for standing up as a man. Cause a lot of people could have been like, yo, that's hip hop. That's how we talk. Da, 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 da. You should get over it for him to go above and beyond saying he took it too far. He definitely overstepped certain boundaries. And maybe people, I think Ja Rule said something to him about it. Like people called him out for it. Um, made him realize how, how much he went over the line, but apologizing is a big thing. It's not easy to do. And I, I give, I give props for that. Um, yeah, I, I feel as if this, this particular issue, out of all the things of verses, maybe it just wasn't monumental enough uh, to for, for to keep down the volume of some of like the side narrative, right? Because one of the things I find fascinating about verses, especially like artists from like the the nineties and the early two thousands, which most of them are, mm-hmm. is that is that like they talk how people talked at the time. Like something about singing those songs just brings them back to that time. Mm. So like. DMX, DMX is calling, referring to women as bitches. Like not even in a song. Like he was just talking. <laughs> he was just like, "Yeah, you know, I got this. This one's for the bitches." And and uh, Dipset did that at a point, but it, it was just so. I feel as if looking at that, if you're from that era, that it brings you back to that time, and it doesn't trigger you. But like if, if I don't know, if fucking Justin Timberlake or somebody current just got on stage and saw calling women bitches, it would be more triggering i mean it should be triggering because it ain't right but you know it is what it is like that was the time but i guess with this versus this should have been part of have you heard because i was like oh shit that's right ja rule and fat joe <laughs> had a versus. Uh, i heard something about that but he's like do tell do tell <laughs> yeah no you know it's funny you said that about the time era um i was watching uh one of kevin hart's specials that came on and it was like one of his earlier ones. He's wearing baggy clothes and like Shaq was still on the Cleveland Cavaliers. So whatever time period that was, but he used the term retarded and Comedy Central didn't cut it out. And I was just like, well, I guess at the time, you know what I mean? We didn't look at that as offensive. But I, I don't know when I heard him say it, I was like, whoa, whoa, they let him say that? <laughs> and I was just yeah. like, um, it's, but it's crazy how, yeah, you're right. We view things in a different context. Um, and I don't think that's what Fat Joe was, I, was doing. Maybe he was just caught up in the, I think he was caught up in the shit talking aspect of it. Cause that's when he said that was him and Ja Rule were shit talking to each other. And that's a battle, right? He, he might've been just caught up in a rap battle of, of it. Um, but time, time changes things. And it's like, shout out to little Mo. I was going to say for not, she, she was like, I don't want fat Joe to be canceled. I don't want, I'm, that's not what I'm looking for here. She was like, I was just, you know, we can't give me a bullshit apology for something that really offended me or, or tell me not to be offended by something. Um, but speaking of verses, there's another like hypothetical one that's been going down and getting some, 
kind of getting some steam. Um, that's your man Jermaine Dupree versus Diddy. Um, would does that something you'd want to see? Uh, yeah, I think so because they two characters, <laughs> and the, the well, at least Diddy Diddy could probably do his own verses. It would just be Diddy versus Diddy, <laughs> R and B Diddy <laughs> versus Remix Diddy. <laughs> yeah, but they 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 got hits for real. Yeah, when I the first time I seen Swiss Beats get up and and hold do uh, an entire set by himself, I'm like, how is he going to do? Like, I went to this festival. And I saw his name on the bill, the billing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's impossible for him to do a set. He just screams on a bunch of songs. But when he did it, I'm like, wow, Swiss Beats is really responsible for some massive hits. He played. He so Imagine, I'm assuming he played songs he produced, right? Not yeah, not just yeah, songs he rapped uh, on. That's right, mm-hmm. which is not many, right? Mm-hmm. Like it might be like a couple bars, if if any at all. Chilling in my beat, just listening to Ether. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's a, a the crazy dope hype man, uh-huh. Swiss Beats. So it was extra dope. So I could imagine. Well, look at what Teddy Riley and, and um, Babyface did once they learned how to use the computers. Like <laughs> that shit was was fire. Uh-huh. So I could imagine Diddy and Jermaine Dupri, like the shit they that they put on. Oh man, it's gonna be crazy. Well, Diddy's kind of like JD ain't on his level. That's Diddy's attitude on it. Like, yo, you ain't got my catalog. Like niggas don't play. Yeah, old shit. Niggas don't play crisscross or bow wow and that that shit. And Jermaine Dupri is like, bro, you don't even write your rhyme. You don't how you how you gonna do a verses? You don't write verses. I'm in the I'm in the songwriter hall of fame. Um, I think it's him, Jay Z, Missy Elliott, um, and I want to say Dallas Austin. Um, are, are yeah. in there, and he, that's his that's his claim to fame. Like, yo, I'm in the songwriter hall of fame. Like, I got so many number ones. I still think he'd get even with those accolades. He'd still get marked in a in a verses though, because it's like the press conference, right? It's like Conor McGregor could win the press conference. He ain't going to win the fight. But once he wins right. the press conference, he already won because everyone's going to buy the fight. Um, right, right. Diddy's going to bring that same energy and that, that same Conor McGregor press conference energy. So whether he wins it or not with the music, he going to win it with the shit talking. Word. And did Diddy really wants to go against Dr. Dre. That's his, like, um, I guess, dream dream opponent. Um, I seen something yesterday with Drew Hill called out all the R&B groups talking about uh, we'll take on anybody from Joe to C it was like 112 could team up with uh, Jagged Edge and and, and, uh, you know what I mean we we could try to try to bring it against us Drew Hill I was just like I don't know though I can't I can't sleep on Drew Hill I don't know if they got 20 hits they got they got some joints though I guess if if they let Cisco throw his little uh, solo joints in there I guess (laughs) I mean, let's let's face it, man. Like they just trying to get some limelight. That's what I was thinking you know too. Saying? I was like, like, they sound like they need it. I was like, some niggas sound like they, you know what I mean? Like they like you got to convince them to do verses. I was like, they sound like they need the the the, the shine. You know when people win an undercard, then they like, yeah. And next, I want to slap the shit out of Conor McGregor because they know that shit is gonna get them a payday. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what this is. Drew Hill's talking about, yeah, that, that one twelve team up with with Soul for real. I'm gonna bust their ass. <laughs> yeah, but come on now, like. <laughs> Nobody will. I mean, people like you, Drew Hill, but like, I feel as if they 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 were hot for like two summers, really hot. Like, you know, don't get it twisted. It's not no one hit wonder type shit. Mm-hmm. Then Cisco's like, all right, I'm bored. I'm gonna just do this solo thing, and hit y'all with this thong song, and fade. Mm. Nah, it, it, yeah, it, I think they they need the money. They need the help, bro. Like, uh, they they. When's the last time you heard somebody speak about Drew uh, Drew Hill? Yeah, man. Being an artist is tough, bro. Like, it's, you know, because your goal is to work. You got to be working, and you're not always working. Mm-hmm. And when you do work, you, you need to make that money to pay the bills for now and for later. And the pandemic so, hit. So it's like they couldn't even do they Like, I'm sure they, they toured doing old school, because they be having shit coming up in, in my neck of the woods, but that'd be like older, older R&B groups. And I'm sure they, you know, people come out, they make money, but the pandemic slowed everything down. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's like um, the last I heard of Drew Hill was when Dipset was making fun of him. When the locks was making fun of him, saying "Freaky Zeke, look like the fat nigga from Drew Hill," <laughs> that was the last mention <laughs> that I heard. Oh, um, but There's only two people that people know from Drew Hill: is Cisco and the fat dude. Like that's, <laughs> and they don't even know his name. <laughs> I think one of them is Angie Martinez' baby dad. A word? Yeah, Nokia, Nokia. Ah, there's, there's one named Nokia. I think there's one named Nokia in the group. Oh, he might have used to be in the group. I'm, I'm not sure, but. I believe one of them is her, her baby daddy. Oh, um, dope. Um, 
<laughs> in the rumor report. Um, but yeah, let's switch it up right now, man, to uh one of my favorite segments, dog. Have you heard? I see headlines and I bring it to the table to my dog Keith to see if he's heard any of these. You know what I mean? And what's his take on it? Uh first up, man, they found a body, man, and they believe it to be the missing young lady named Gabby Petito. Um, and I'm almost sure you've heard of that, but what I want to know is have you heard the uh cry or outcry from black families wondering why they're missing persons aren't getting the same attention as Gabby Petito or historically haven't gotten the same attention as white women. I have not heard about that outcry. I have heard about uh, Native Americans who, who, who a whole bunch of missing persons cases in that region in which uh, Petito was found. Mm-hmm. That uh, I heard that outcry like, oh, that like no one said anything. People don't even know that a bunch of Native American girls are, are missing right now. And that gets like no coverage. Yep. So that I've heard of. I did not know about the the um, outcry from black families. Yeah, there's two uh, African American young men and several women. Um, but but Mo- Jelani Day uh, was last seen in Illinois in August. He was a uh, uh, 25 year old student at the Illinois State University. Um, he's a grad student, and I believe the other kid's uh, name was Daniel Robinson, um, who's been missing as well. And they're not getting that same attention. And uh, it actually has a name for it, The, the what, what's going on. It's called Missing White Woman Syndrome. And I really don't know. What is the mm-hmm. what is the 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 appeal, I, I guess? Is it white fragility? What is it like? Because there are millions of missing person cases, but the white women, the, especially the pretty white women cases, get, you know, super big attention. Um, and I don't know, like this, this week, right, I was I was – in a gas station and I seen a, a former coworker and we just started shooting the shit. Um, and he was, he was one person in front of me in line. There was, there was a person in between us, I should say. So the way I was standing, was kind of off to the side so we could talk, but I was still in line. And, um, this like, you know, blonde white, uh, young lady came up and she just kind of like cut in front of me. But like, I let her kind of pass. Cause I'm like, cause of the way I was standing, maybe she didn't know. And then, um, I don't know, something that I did, I guess, in my motion, she was like, oh, are you in line? Oh, I'm sorry. Here, go ahead. And she let me she let me rock. But I was I was going to let her rock because, you know what I mean? I, I thought it. But I was like, is that that white fragility at play? Is, am, I, <laughs> am I perpetuating the same, you know what I'm saying? Is that what is that the same attitude that leads to missing white woman syndrome? Yeah. Uh, that was, well, firstly, that was, that was extremely deep. And I, I haven't read enough books to even be able to touch that one. But uh, wait, the funny thing, yeah, right? I, funny thing in the in a uh, week ago, a black lady. There's a CBD like dispensary around around my crib, and I was uh, there. And the way that it's set up, you know, you kind of let one person go ahead, and and they, you know they have their privacy. And so I was sitting in the front area, and this black woman came in and kind of cut me online. And I ain't going front at the time. I kind of felt like, hold on. <laughs> I know she ain't think she just gonna cut me on the line, and I was like, "Damn, am I perpetuating that same <laughs> the same attitude?" Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, why I get why I want to just let her? I mean, I did let her go too, to be honest with you. So I guess I let them both go, but I felt some type of way when I let her go. <laughs> so I don't know. Am I? Maybe I need. Maybe I need to read them same books you need <laughs> to read to answer it. Yeah, I mean, as far as like the how how and why different races of people get covered. I, I think that me, I believe it has less to do with uh, this thing you describe as white fragility and, and probably more to do with um, uh, the media, which is predominantly white, just doesn't know how to cover, how to cover when there's tragedies like that in black and Native American communities in this case. Mm-hmm. They just don't know. Like, they don't have the reach. They don't they probably want to to cover stuff in places that are familiar, right? Like uh, the average reporter or the average person isn't going to go to look for work in a black community or a Native American reservation. They're like, yeah, I'm going to just go with this familiar thing. It's pretty established. There's a bunch of reporters already covering it because they're familiar with this thing. And I think it has a lot to do with, with that. So it's just 
other communities and by other I, I mean not white they're just unseen and just uncharted that I don't know if there's the will. Hopefully, there will be the will to do this type of thing to cover it and to make to help and put the word out there that this person is missing or in danger. Uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's a tough topic. Yeah, and there's also an element too, like you said, the people that work in the media look like Gabby Petito, so it impacts. It might, you know, what I mean, they might have more sympathy to it because it literally hurts their heart. And they're like, if it hurts my heart, and most of America looks like me this might be the story to cover because it's going to pull at their heartstrings as well, right? If it bleeds, it leads. Um, and it just, those other stories of missing people, unfortunately, don't touch their heartstrings. You know what I mean? It doesn't pull at those same heartstrings like the way Breonna Taylor might pull at yours and mine, right? Um, and, and we're just not a big enough part of the media, I guess, to, to have that majority or there's not enough people that look like us, I guess, in control of right. it. Um, Keith, have you heard... Actor Anthony A.J. Johnson passed away this month. Yeah, Ezel from Friday. Uh-huh. That's, yeah. Uh, I forgot his character's name from uh, I Got the Hookup. Uh, uh, what's the other joint? Uh, Players Club. Menace. Legendary. He was in Man- Menace. He was in Menace? Yeah, he had a small role in Menace. Um, uh-huh. He was in House Party. He was in Lethal Weapon uh-huh. 3. He was in Baps. He was on Martin. Um, he was on Malcolm and Eddie. Did his thing, bro. Yeah. Wasn't he easy? E? IMDb. I, 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 I was. I was spitting off the dome. <laughs> Wasn't he easy? You, do, you doing deep cuts in uh, one of them Dr. Dre videos? He yeah. was. I believe so. And um, fuck no, with, he played. Fuck with Dre he, Day. Talking about he played Easy E. Yes, that was now that was memorable. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck with Dre Day, right? Yeah, I'm surprised. Yo, and I'm surprised Easy ain't run up on him because he did such a good job. <laughs> he had the will rap for food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, nah, and and I believe something like he was passed away. Like when we found out about it, he might have been dead for about like already like a month or so like that. They were found unresponsive in like a store, um, which is crazy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's insane, man. I, I think with the passing of black men who are younger than 60, mm-hmm. so much has happened. Like a lot of black people pass, not a lot, but, you know, some black celebrities passing away in their 40s and 50s, it, it really touches close to home, at least for me, who's approaching my 40s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there there are health disparities there and just certain chronic diseases that black people and, you know, much more specifically, black men are predisposed to. And it makes you, you know, it, it makes you check in on your health. Like, damn, I really should be exercising more. Maybe I should eat more fruits and vegetables. Uh, you know, maybe maybe I'll pay for a colonoscopy a little bit earlier, stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, you're right about that. It, it's it's scary, bro. Um, um, and this comes off the heels of of the official cause of death of Michael K. Williams um being released. Uh 50 Cent, we reported on this show. Uh, you know, kind of made alluded to fentanyl uh, being a cause of it, and, and fentanyl and heroin overdose uh, have been found to be the reason. And Fifty Cent took to uh, Instagram right away to kind of uh, point that out and make fun of his uh, enemy who's passed away, and saying uh, in the caption, "Damn, he smoked that little blue cap out out of the jukebox bag." Hey, catch raising Canaan this weekend. So Fifty's still at it, you know what I'm saying? Whereas He's probably closer to these these dudes' age than we are, <laughs> and he's you know like, like making fun of it. Like for us, we looking at it like, damn, what should I what should I change up in my lifestyle now? <laughs> you know what I mean? But Fifty also yeah. kind of you know what I mean maybe he doesn't do some of the stuff that a lot of these other uh, artists and celebrities do. So I guess he feels like he he can elude it. You know he's he's also looked death in the eye and I guess survive right. So <laughs> CT is crazy, man. I. <laughs> I don't know if 50 got CTE, but man, gee whiz, he sure does have the symptoms. Because the shit that he does and says, at the same time, very savvy business person, right? So much so that you can't cancel him because to cancel him is to cancel a show and leave him. Dozens of actors unemployed. Nigga, three shows. So, what you talking about? Like, he got of like crew members and all that type of <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, he got like three powers, and then he about to start a BMF show. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no way at this point he put himself in a position. There's no way the only way to make him lose is to make him win because they could buy him out or they, they, would have, they would have to cancel the whole show. It was just fascinating. It's kind of like Donald Sterling. Like they had to buy the team from him for billions of dollars. Yeah. Are you right? Yeah. He may even being taken away. Yeah. You got to pay him out just to get him out. But rest yeah. in peace to Anthony AJ Johnson, man. Rest in peace, Michael K. Williams. 50. <laughs> Get it together, brother. You know what I mean? Meditate. Get that karma right in your life. Uh, Keith, have you heard? Have you heard of the Devious Licks TikTok challenge? No. Oh, man. What the hell is that? It I'm 37 years old, bro. <laughs> no, I'm Anything not. blank, blank TikTok challenge? I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> I ain't mad at you. And then probably did yourself a favor. So Devious Licks was something where students would be basically stealing... You know what I mean? Little things, and they they hashtag devious licks. Um, but what started happening, and I've seen this in the news report, was that the stuff that they were stealing started like getting bigger and bigger. Um, kids were stealing, uh, you know, like wet floor signs. They were stealing the uh, the fire alarm. <laughs> they were stealing uh, soap dispensers. You know, the joint that like lets out paper towels. Uh, they were they were stealing that. They're stealing fire extinguishers. <laughs> um, so TikTok was like, "Yo, we're not posting this anymore." And actually, this week I read that it led to like nine arrests um, of, of of kids. I, I guess in one case, somebody even stole uh, a toilet, <laughs> which is nuts. How you find a? How do you have that much free time to steal a toilet? But um, yeah, it no, nah, it, it was a trend that was basically kind of like kids were doing it. They were there was a it was a trend that TikTok was like, "Yo, this is leading to violent behavior, and that y'all gonna y'all gonna get yourselves in more trouble with this." Yeah. Uh, so the the superintendent um, of of my local school district sent out a bulletin talking about how kids how kids are doing a TikTok challenge where they're like damaging property or like violating uh, property in schools and stuff. Yeah. But he said he wouldn't dignify the name of it by mentioning what the challenge is called, what the hashtag is called. So, not, <laughs> so now it all makes sense. It definitely connects. Wow, I didn't know about that shit. Because we, the, I, when I heard devious licks, it sounded sexual. But we also know the term lick as, you know, like you know, like a robbery or a scam or, you know what I mean, a hustle or a come up. So I didn't, yeah. so I was like, oh, I didn't think about it in that term. So he, 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 that dude might be thinking about it like, yo, I'm not saying that shit. <laughs> sounds sexual but um nah devious licks um, and actually kids are still doing it. devious licks hashtag pause <laughs> kids have started using alternate uh hashtags as uh despicable licks and things of that sort um but no it's it, some of the stuff i've seen man like i said hand dryers paper towel dispensers dispensers um destruction of a urinal Why, like kids come on man and nine of them have gotten arrested in uh florida um, for misdemeanor uh, vandalism charges. Well, they telling on themselves. They hashtagging it. All all the, the, the local cops got to do is like, let me just check up devious licks and just see <laughs> who, who I could get jammed up on on some shit. It, uh, <clears throat> speaking of have you heard and, and shit that's way too young for me, uh, have you heard of this shit called weird flex but okay? Nah, what's that? <clears throat> it's like a saying. It's like okay. you do some shit, like you flexing, but it, but like you, you, I don't know, maybe you flossing on something, but mm-hmm. you're like you're, you're like, all right, well, if that's what you into, weird flex, but okay. So it's funny because Nas said it in a song in one of these last two um, albums that he released recently. Yeah, and I'm like, oh Nas, that's cool. So then these young dudes, they like in their early twenties, I hired them to take out some some large pieces of junk off our property. Mm-hmm. And I heard them talking to each other. The dude said, weird flex, but okay. And I'm like, oh, these young white dudes is Nas fans. But I realized <laughs> that I think Nas got it from, I don't know, I don't know if it's a hashtag or some shit. And it's, you know, he has a young adult daughter, so probably yeah. got it from her or something like that. But that just mad random. I'm like, oh, all right, Nas are making up new shit. But really, <laughs> it's just some shit. It's like when Jay-Z said, damn, Daniel, in that one song. Jay-Z mm-hmm, probably yeah. don't know what the fuck that damn Daniel hashtag, that viral video was. But it sounded cool and it's very current, so he just threw it in the song. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, you got you got to keep up with the with the youth, man. I did that. I've heard that term, but I didn't know it was like a, a whole thing, like a, a hashtag. But I have heard that used before. 
Um, nah, getting old sucks. But it's probably youth. Like, <laughs> try some youth out there. Like, what the fuck is brunch and what the fuck is so good about Sunday? <laughs> I hate both of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I hate both of them shits. Sunday I be having headaches. Got to go back to school the next day. Uh, I don't know what the fuck brunch is, but I'm about to have this lunch. Which is, is just actually my breakfast. Oh shit, is that what brunch is? I do that shit every day. <laughs> Keith, have you heard Kanye West is opening up Donda Academy, um, a private school in Simi Valley, started serving students in kindergarten, uh, sorry, uh, through kindergarten through uh, 12th grade. And obviously it's named I after his late heard. mother, uh, Donda. Yeah, that's what's up, I guess. I don't know. Is it like, uh, it's just straight up private? Like, it's a. Well, he just bought a new. Out of paying shit. He just bought a new crib in Malibu, so people are thinking that's the reason why, because of the school that he wants to open up. Um, but yeah, uh, it seems like it's going to be a private school. Um, I don't know if he's going to offer, you know, tuition to underprivileged kids, but in that neighborhood, <laughs> I don't know how many underprivileged kids there are around there. Um, so I guess he's just trying to build a school, maybe you know, for profit. Um, no, man, he's already, but like he's already super rich. But I ain't gonna lie, let's go back to the Donda. Shout out to Drake's album coming out. Drake's album totally eclipsed Donda. Like, I don't think I was gonna listen to Donda again anyway because it was so damn long. But Drake's album totally made me just forget about it. And I didn't even give Drake's that that much attention either, but I totally like just eclipsed it. Like I had to, I heard this story and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot, I, got, I forgot that album came out. Yeah, because, well, Donda, I'll be honest with you, man, I don't like it, and I just can't. I'm sure there's an audience for it. It's Kanye and shit. Like mm-hmm. you can't not listen to Kanye, right? I had to listen to. It. I, I sat there for an hour and a half. And I never did that shit for an hour and a half. I sat there. I haven't did that shit since, since All Eyes on Me. I sat there for an hour and a half and listened to it. And I got and I saw I was only one third through the fucking album. So I turned it off. But the fact remains that I sat there for an hour and a half listening to Donda, 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 Donda. That's a song, niggas. Donda. Right? That's some Pootie Tang shit. That's some Pootie Tang shit. I haven't heard some shit like that. Like that's his Pootie Tang. He might as well have sample Pootie Tang. That shit was crazy. Yeah, it's just weird, bro. And I, I I don't know what it is. And even like some of the bars, they just weren't hitting the same way. Like I listened to some old Kanye albums all day, right? First three albums, I could rock out to that all day. But this, I, this is like you just said, it was it's some head scratches. And then there's so many features. It's like this is a compilation. <laughs> like this, you don't. It's, it's not even a kind because I'm not even hyped when his verses come up. I'm listening for who else is on the song. Yeah, it seems like yeah, it, it felt like he a DJ Khaled-ish in, in the sense that, but not DJ Khaled got great quality. This dude's formula is mm. magnificent. I don't know if he ever dropped a whack project. Uh, I don't think he has. No, probably not. But in the sense that it's like, yo, you were just inviting your friends over. It's like, yo, you got time? Because it didn't even seem that inspired either. It's like, yo, you got time today? Just email me with whatever the fuck you got. Here go the beat. <laughs> uh, if you got a local studio or something, just, just bust that down. Because I didn't even like even some of the big stars. Like, probably... With all the features that were on, I probably only like a couple, but like I can't think of the ones that I that I liked. I just remember like, oh yeah, I, I vibed to a few songs here and there. Yeah, no, it, it was back in the day. You have a Jay Z feature that like song like would would definitely go get top attention. It's like it's kind of like an afterthought. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's not and it's not terrible. I don't want to like paint a picture that it's terrible. It just it just wasn't here for me. And, and I heard a lot of weird stuff how he was making. Like, if you came in there to record with him, he'd, he'd tell you to put on all black, and he'd give you, like, Yeezys to put on and, and his clothing. And I'm just like, that's... you focusing on the wrong shit. <laughs> like, you're yeah, putting man. your attention... Weird flex, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Another old school hip-hop news, man. The Fugees have reunited once again, Keith. Are you excited? No, man. Oh, man, like... Oh, we'll see. I don't know. They reunited for Dave Chappelle, that Dave Chappelle concert, right? That was years ago. So I think this is like the first time in 15 years again that they've they've done a concert um, and reunited. All three of them was there? Yeah, all three of them. They're going on tour. Okay. Yeah. I I mean, we'll see. 
Because Lauren Hill had a, a once again, the Nas out. This is what an old dudes listen to. Be like, Yo, you heard that little Uzi Vert? Nah, but I heard that Nas. But it came out three years ago. <laughs> yeah, nigga, I'm still listening to it. What the fuck you think? Got Spotify, nigga. What you hear? I got, I got the whole catalog. <laughs> Yo, son, I listened to Brunch on. That's why I, we started the podcast off. I listened to Brunch on Sunday literally 10 times in a row while I was working and taking out the trash and shit. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was just bumping that shit on repeat. But anyway, <laughs> uh, you were talking about the Fugees. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I guess I'm excited, man. Lauren Hill showed that she still got some skills, but I mean, over the years, musically, their whole that whole story with how it's been going for the last, I guess, ever since Miseducation Lauren Hill dropped, like it's just been kind of strange. Like, what do we? I'll tell you what I most know Wyclef for. Like when in my brain, it's when a Spider Man leather, a Spider Man Vance, and getting choked out by. Uh, Dave Chappelle playing Dylon. Like that's what's in my head about why I clap. Like I can't. Like somebody please call nine one one. That's faintly there. I feel like you know they don't get their so, roses the way that they was putting out a lot of music, bro. In the way like in that era when like Missy and Timberland. Like right, you know what I mean. I think either right around there too. I think like the like Club was putting out a lot of joints, bro. And just with the Fugees, there with two projects to be that famous off of two projects, bro. Like it's, that's. I just feel like they don't get their roses, but um. They they did a concert this week. Um, it was in uh, New York City's Pier 17, off about three thousand people. Uh, forty five minute set. They were about three hours late, <laughs> but from what I heard, the show was the show was insane. They still got it. No, don't get it twisted. I ain't saying they weren't good. I'm just saying that their their whole story for the last twenty years or been just been weird. Like yeah, it's just, it, it has been. I, I, yeah. Like Wyclef, I think Wyclef got. I don't know if he got like his his historic roses. Like when you say yo, name the greatest. Hip hop dudes, that, you know that that you come across, Diddy, Jermaine, you know, uh, Rakim and Dr. Dre and all these guys. You may not mention Wyclef, but I think at the time everybody was hitting Wyclef up for something. Or if Wyclef had a project, people would show up. But it's just that it's just for the last twenty years, it's just been weird. Like it's just been okay. The whole Lauren Hill thing, she went solo and stopped fucking with them. Like, I don't know, Wyclef scamming Haiti out of shit with his foundation. <laughs> People talking about him running for president of the country. Uh, it's, it's just been weird. If if Cannabis would have beat LL, I think that would have put Wyclef in another stratosphere as hip-hop producer. Oh, yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah, he, put, he put his money on Cannabis. Heavy on that one. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, nah. <laughs> That would because he was he was already pretty big at that time. That was he was he was up there. It was it was you know like that how uh, Jay Z says the only ones uh, making noise uh, and pimp juicing us. It was like it was yeah. it was Diddy. You know what I'm saying it was Wyclef and it was like Timberland at around that time. It was they was the big names doing it. You know what I mean? And it, it, that would have took it to another level. Yeah, man, Wyclef, you know, with the whole guitar shit and the fake ass Jamaican shit. When mm-hmm. people find out he was Haitian, it's like oh shit, word. <laughs> Only Jamaicans knew he wasn't Jamaican, but everybody else is like, "Oh yeah, that's Jamaican accent." Jamaican's like, "Get get out to your ass." <laughs> <laughs> well, he did "No Woman No Cry," right? That yeah, was he it. Did the, the, the joint. Yeah, that was "No it. Woman No Cry." <laughs> Once he did that, he was like, "I'm in. <laughs> I'm in the camp. I'm official now." Yeah, man, he went. He well, he was in Shadows too. The, the he was in Shadows too, though. You gotta give him. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta give him a half, a half on that one, bro. He was in Shadows. <laughs> he did put it on for the Caribbean. Like when it comes to hip hop and putting on for the Caribbean before two thousand, like he was, you know, there's no doubt. Like he he definitely put the Caribbean before the on, reggae like, explosion, the right? The whole reggae explosion that happened in like the late nineteen nineties, early two thousands. Right, mm-hmm. exactly. Like like heavy D put on, but like Wyclef pushed, you know, put it over the edge. Like here here goes hip hop and and reggae. Mm-hmm. So I wish I wish. Wyclef and does how I clash should Google that shit. I feel as if they made something together, but that's just in my head. Maybe it's just Ooh. a dream I had. Yo, he- Heavy D and Wyclef. Heavy D. Why? Why Heavy D? You feel like Heavy D meshed that that reggae well, hip hop vibe too? Hell yeah! Now that See, we found love, he did shit with with uh Super Cat. Heavy D used to do. Oh yeah, all yeah, the- yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He he was heavy, but I don't know if if it was big enough. But it, he definitely meshed the two. Like he. His Caribbean roots, I think his family's Trinidadian or some shit. Or Jamaican, I don't know. One I do of see some heavy D.Y. Clef, though. <laughs> I think they got a little free, uh, unreleased freestyle. Um, They got some you other joint called you, Crazy. 
Uh, you remember Maxine. way back when we were younger, I said I wanted to be a, a reggae singer? Because like, <laughs> I felt like that. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I, I do I, remember that. <laughs> I used to do all my freestyles when niggas was freestyling, I was freestyling a Jamaican accent. Cause that's why I cleft, bro. Like, that's that influence. I'm like, yo, I want to be a Jamaican rapper. I'd be like, yo, bro, you from Brooklyn. Your family's from Guyana. I'm like, I don't care, bro. I'm going to be a Jamaican rapper. I could do it. <laughs> Did Heavy D drop a reggae album? We we going off the rails right now, but I feel like he did, or at least at least yeah, dropped a reggae single. Yep, Heavy D vibes. I think Heavy D got an album called Vibes. Yo, yo, Heavy D, man, that dude, man. I just speaking about black dudes who who died young, like that was a, a big loss, man. Last that was time a big we saw him was in life. That was a big one, man. And he was because he represented like Mount Vernon or something like that too. Which, you know what I mean? He was one of the, the few representations out there, but uh, that was big. Because Heavy D was famous, famous. So, you know, like Fat Boy famous, but for being, you know yeah. what I mean, like appealing to ladies. He's that whole Queen Latifah era and all that. Like, he was he was up there. He did he did the theme song for uh, In Living Color, and that was big. That was big for In Living Color to get a Heavy D verse on their shit. <laughs> nah, that really you know was. Like, yeah, that, yeah. That was yeah. it. It was like, yeah. yo, damn, they got Heavy D on the theme song. Damn, Heavy D really did make a reggae album. I feel like I want to see if this shit is on like Apple Music and rock out with this shit. Nah, but um, yeah, before we go off, on, off totally off the rails, that's another episode, Keith, in the books, man. Always a pleasure doing a show with you. Where can the people out there find you out on social media, brother? Instagram, Mima underscore 35. Uh, you can find your boy DJ Playboy on Instagram at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Uh, also, follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk radio i know it's been real slow on the instagram on there but you know what i mean about to revamp and rebrand things and get it popping once again so make sure you follow um also we got a website too man check us out www.perfecttalkpodcast.com every episode of the perfect talk podcast uh my radio show the night shift and the other radio show i do with my brother dj show called money talks radio we got a new episode out right now so go check that out um Every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, Google's podcast uh, service, and wherever your podcasts are found, man. Check us out. Leave a review. Leave a rating because we love that. The algorithm loves that. Everybody loves that. And uh, Keith, what are you watching nowadays on television, brother? After I got an extra free year of Apple TV Plus. How you do that? Yeah, look at that. Okay. You pulled it off. <laughs> a phone extra provider, free. man. Extra the first year was because uh, I bought an iPhone, mm-hmm. a new iPhone. Then the second time was my per- my phone provider. My oh. cellular provider uh, hit me with another fr- free year. Right when my, my first free year was about to expire, I was just about to cancel it. I was like, all right, let me just watch this last bit of Ted Lasso. I'm canceling it because I ain't paying... I ain't paying the five. So <laughs> literally. <laughs> word, man. And I just canceled Disney Plus. I'm just canceling shit, trying to clean shit out. And uh cause I we about to pay for some childcare. Mm. So, but I'm watching some shit called C. One word C S E E. Starring Jason, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Yeah. Mo they nigga used to just said Jason Moma. <laughs> Damn, son. Yo, you're wrecking, you're wrecking with ethnic names, yo. You're wrecking with ethnic names is, is, is deplorable. That's not his name. That's, um, what's her name, uh, husband, from uh, Denise from the Cosby Show. Right now, her husband or something like that? Yeah, it's her husband, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Wait, that man, show is gangster? Shit is tough. Yeah, it's gangster. Some gangster Batista's uh, in it, right? type shit. Batista's in it Who? now. Batista, the Yeah, rap, he in the, the second wrestler? season, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I just binged the first season, so I just finished that. Then Batista is in uh, season two. It's a tough tough show, man. Just the, it gets real violent, but not too much. Like when the scenes get there, like it's violent, but they don't overdose with it. Like just people shanking people or whatnot. But just the premise is dope. Like is it more violent than Game tough. of Thrones or or less? Nope, it's it's not. But when it is violent, it's like Game of Thrones quality, like some biblical shit. Okay, like people. Dude ripping the bottom part of somebody's jaw apart from the top part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like cracking it open like some crabs and shit, like doing shit like that, or or, or shoving a, a sword down a dude's uh, mouth uh-huh. so it like goes right down down into you know. Yeah. They don't show the sword coming out his ass, but like it's going that direction, like poking him like that. Like it's crazy. But, like, it's, like, in short spurts, though. Like, it's not like they just do it every... Like, it doesn't even happen every episode. But when it happens, 
Like he even apologized for it in the episode. He's like, "Yo, y'all about to see some shit. I don't do this usually, but uh, here it goes." And he just started started maiming people. Like, but it's dope though because it got story. Jason Momoa, uh, man, it's, it's funny because people think about dudes like Batista and Momoa. Um, as, you know, I think Arnold Schwarzenegger might have brought this on. Like, big dudes can't be good actors. And the dude who played the original Incredible Hulk in the 60s or 70s, yeah. like, Arnold Schwarzenegger and that dude suck. Lou Ferrigno? But, like, yeah, they yeah. suck as actors, right? But, like, Momoa and uh, Batista, they're good actors. I haven't seen Batista in this show yet, but just in other shit he's done. Like, he's, mm. I think he's pretty dope. John Cena is dope, too. The Rock is dope. I think they put in big, muscular dudes on the map for different reasons and shit. Nice, but nice. Um, definitely dope. I just I just got HBO Max again because uh, they gave me six months at like half price. So I was like, you know what? As long as I put a little reminder in my phone to cancel in February, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, I, I could get it until then. So I was like, let me let me rock out with, with this because there's a lot of shit though. Like you know what I mean? I just did that with the with the sling to the YouTube TV, and I like that where we at now. You rock with something when you need it. You might not need to save yourself some money. Then they get some new shit Word. again. Maybe you come back over to Disney Plus, right? You come back, you know what I mean? Uh, um, Paramount Plus. That shit with cable. You could not. <laughs> you could not. They be like, "Oh, you want to come back, <laughs> nigga? You ain't getting no entry fee. You ain't getting no new user fee. You know what I mean? Like you was locked in with a contract and everything. You couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> now nah, we living in good times, man. Yo, always a pleasure doing the uh, show with you, Keith. Stay healthy out there. You know what I mean? Wear your mask. Uh, let's get rid of this coronavirus shit so we can get back to the old way of living. Or maybe we we'll just get used to the new way. Who knows? Man, we up out of here. Keith, say goodbye to the people, man. Peace. Peace.